Thank you for joining us on the Leader Brew podcast. We are on an adventure to explore inspirational leadership stories from the classroom to the real world. In every episode, we'll bring new perspectives and fresh approaches to solving some of today's most complex global leadership problems. We hope you enjoy listening and gaining valuable leadership insights. Now it is my pleasure to introduce you to today's host, Dr. Rick Erwin. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Leader Brew podcast, where we're on a mission to catch up with former students and go from the classroom to the real world. I am Dr. Rick Arrowood, and I am joined by co-host Dr. Leslie Hitch today. And Dr. Hitch has a special guest for us who I know as well, but I know Dr. Hitch knows even better. So, Leslie, good to see you. Thank you, Dr. Rick. And my special guest today is Whaley Wong, who I think we would both be embarrassed if I if I told her how long I've known her. <laughs> um, she was in the second class that was part of this program. And it was clear from the onset that she was going to really run with the program, take it over which she pretty much did, but in her very lovely style. And then this is her, Australia was her second home, her first home being in a different part of Asia. So she'd already crossed the proverbial boundary by the time she got um, to Australia, making it easier for her to uh become part of the cohort and to help others for whom this was a very different place. She and I then stayed in contact all the way through to the point where she invited me to a couple nonprofit events that she was putting on, culminating in some help with saying to her, you really ought to go to work for this university and figuring out how she could do that. She is a um, very creative, very lovely, and we were delighted to have her in class, and Swinburne should be very glad that she has continued to stay with them. So now that I've given away all of your trade secrets, mm. um, can, you, can you tell us from your perspective what was important to you why did you sign up for two years of this kind of a program, even to begin with? Yeah. Wow. Good morning. It's it's so lovely to bask in the presence of my two favorite um, lecturers. It goes a, a long way now. I guess it was 2008. Um, and thanks for the introduction, Leslie. I came over to Australia from Malaysia Um but I already had about eight years of work experience prior to coming over to study my master's. Um, I had um, I had working experience in Malaysia, working experience in uh, in Sudan. I spent two and a half years working for an oil project in Sudan, managed to save up enough money. And I guess that's the first piece of that puzzle. I was able to, as, um, as a middle-class child growing up in a small town, able to save up enough money to come over to Australia to study. And why this program? I, I'm a very curious person and, and, um, and leadership always caught my attention, I suppose, 
because I can see how everything lives and dies by leadership. That's why I chose to do a master's of international business and a master's of science at leadership. I've always been fascinated by the American culture, the American way of thinking. And so combining both, um, you know, the Australian way of living with the American uh, way of thinking was to me um, a no-brainer. Oh, yes. And, and now I work at Swinburne University. And a lot of it started um, with being Leslie's teaching assistant. We actually did um, a unit together probably about seven years ago. I, I, I clock into seven years at Swinburne this March. Um, and it was really credit to Leslie connecting me back to the university to work here. One of the things that I remember of the cohort that you were in was that there was a predominance of students. I think it was particularly from India. Yes. But then even within that, there there were people from Germany, or if not Germany, the Netherlands and uh, Brazil. <laughs> Canada. <laughs> right? Yeah. And just the, the matter of fact, I think it was in that particular cohort, I could walk into any given room of 15 students and have 11 different nationalities. How did that affect your leadership style uh, going forward? You know, Leslie, until today, these are still lifelong friends. You know, for, we, we've been together living life in Australia, kind of like a band of brothers and sisters. So I'm heading off to the Netherlands um, in June and I'll be meeting up with Tom, right? And, um, and I think when we first started studying, leadership was just something you did, but to be able to kind of immerse yourself in it and study the theory behind it and being able to... Um, you know, we were learning things like power distance. We were we were learning, um, you know, case studies and 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 applying that and seeing it through different lens. There were quite a lot of the cohort that was, um, you know, had gone from their bachelor's to their master's studies without much working experience. So I guess all of this played a part in teamwork, being leaders and followers and supporting each other. I, I don't. I think at the time I was a pretty untested leader. Um, a lot of things just happened kind of organically, but studying the frameworks, I guess, helped me do it in a more intentional way. You know, Questions of Character by Joseph Badaracco, it's still on my bookshelf. <laughs> and when you transitioned, when you became the teaching assistant, mm -hmm. what was the viewpoint from that perspective? You know, I, 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 at that time, um, I, I still felt pretty young and pretty new into Australia. And I think that the one thing that I got from it was you need opportunity. And if you are in a position where you can tap other people on the shoulder and give them an opportunity, we really need to. And for me, you were that person, Leslie. You saw something that potentially I couldn't see. Um you tapped me on the shoulder and said, "Hey, I've got lots of students. You're going to be helping me. You're going to be being. Uh, you're going to be able to be a bridge for this new cohort." And I couldn't see that in me. The fact that you could see them, the fact that you could nurture that, it's something that I do for the people in my team. We we have lots of um, twenty one year olds um, get into um, work at Swinburne as part of our work placement program. And I do for them what you and many other mentors have done for me. 
And that's an interesting perspective because, as I said earlier, and again, to put this into context, I had the joy of being able to watch Waylee for six years and or, or even longer than that, somewhere, somewhere in that vicinity. So what she couldn't see, I could see. And I think this is an important statement for future leaders is that sometimes we get so caught up in what we're supposed to do that some big honcho has told us we're supposed to do or it's on our to-do list that we lose sight of the other people who are with us who can help us, not just that we're, quote, mentoring them in the traditional sense of the word, but that they have a stake in this also. And here was a person who was willing to learn and able to learn. It's it's awesome to be uh, listening in on this conversation, right? Um, because I, I love it when a student reflects and also recognizes and acknowledges um, that which has been given to them. You know, I think that is an important component to to life. Um, so many times, the work that we do is is truly only half of the equation. I mean, the other half of the equation is is the student, right? And and we've got to be able to sometimes nudge that along the way. And so I love I love hearing um, this exchange. I really do. You know, as as we were sort of listening to this, I thought to myself, um, you know, since coming from Malaysia and into Australia, um, what changes have you seen in yourself? Uh, and do you feel as though you're growing with? those changes that are around you, whether it be at Hawthorne or Melbourne or Australia larger. Um, and so I'm just kind of curious about what, what have you, what, what, what sort of things do you see changed over the years? Um, and do you feel part of the change that, that that's occurring as we see, you know, Australia itself becoming more um, international? Yeah, this is such a great question because I, I really do feel 14 years is a long time. I, I think I, I did feel like I'd gone into Australia mm -hmm. from Malaysia and Sudan, kind of feeling a bit like an Oliver Twist, like, please, can I have some more? And, and you know, a lot of it is really as an international student, you really um, may not have your best pick of, of jobs and, and you know, you, you struggle to kind of get a foothold. And of course, because I was already in my late 20s when I got into Australia, it was, it was even more evident um, what I'd left behind um, and, and the gap between if I kept on in Malaysia and kept on in my, with my career, I would have been um, significantly further ahead rather than starting again. So character building all of it. I had to learn how to network. I had to, to kind of start again from scratch and building my network. And, and because of these... Um, you know, you can't learn when everything is going well. You have to learn in adversity, you know. John Maxwell, and he's one of the, the teachers that, 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 that I follow as well. And the last 14 years has really seen me have crucible moments. My God, like I, I'm reflecting as I'm getting into this, all of the lessons that I've learned, you know. Um, and, and it's not just from a book. I'm living it. 
And I'm so proud of this journey because I can look back at the 14 years and see back in Malaysia, I would have been on a conveyor belt. It, it would have been so easy to just have carried on. Um, you know, you would have worked for maybe X number of years. You would have gotten married, had a family. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's, it's just such a beautiful part of the tradition. But stepping out of the conveyor belt was me probably raising my hand and saying, I don't know what else is out there, but there's a little curious part of me that says that 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 could be something a little bit different for me. And um, and and I'm going to search for it regardless of how long it's going to take me. And so I guess in the last 14 years, um, what's really grown is confidence, I guess. And, and also the comfort of being in my own skin. I guess I don't really um, need other people to tap me on the shoulder and say, hey, you're worthy, go for this. It's more of um, because of the work I've done on myself. I'm standing on my own two feet saying, hey, I've fallen down so many times, but I've gotten up and I'm so proud of my journey. I've got so many people that are in my side of the court that I have cultivated. I've nurtured. It's an action, you know, and, and I know like... Um, there is no secret to success. It's all out in the open. Nobody just gets to be successful and say, I have no idea how I got here. You do know because you you are in the battle every single day. And it's not just um, a beautiful meme. It's, it's in the day-to-day. And I guess for me, the... The fact that right now, seven years at Swinburne, I've seen so many changes. I've been able to apply um, so much of what I've learned. The theory, I'm actually also in learning and development. So the leadership um, skills, um, I, I have my own small team now, you know, all of the things about how to put your ego aside, servant leadership, eaters, leaders eat last. It's um, it's that maturity that I guess I've been able to take the theory, take the application, um, and as a result, I'm, I, I guess I'm, yeah, I, I guess I'm, I'm a lot more comfortable in looking at, at, at my peers, at my mentors and going, I haven't wasted anybody's time. I haven't wasted my time. I've enjoyed the ride. It's been really painful sometimes, but my God, I wouldn't change it. It's wonderful um, to hear you said that you were going to uh, the Netherlands soon yeah. um, to meet one of the cohort members. Um, a couple of them have gotten together and they've actually put together some businesses. Are you involved in any of those? Um, Can you tell us how that that came about? Um, which one? There, there must be quite a few. Would, would that be the one with um, um, Ahmed and setting up a, a whiskey project? Like there's just so many site projects that have expanded. Right. Right. And didn't Tom have a variety of <laughs> some things or another that he was trying now? There's just so, so many, right? So like every year we still catch up for Diwali, um, you know, like, um, like when I mention all these names, they'll be so familiar to you, you know, like um, Ahmed and Crispin and Mayank and like all of these um, friends uh, are people that we still keep in contact with. And for me, I'm going on long service leave. So after seven years at Swinburne, you can take some time off and I'm heading off to do a bit of travel um, in, um, in, Europe, but even listening to Victoire, um, and I know she's based in London. So this, you know, Leaders Brew has been so yes. incredible. So it's, it's reminded me of people that I can reach out to because it is about the network. And like Leslie says, it's about the creativity of connecting everybody and seeing where these conversations may lead. Yeah, Victoire, um, with Tomorrow's Daughter, uh, is doing amazing work. Uh, particularly in the realm of women in leadership. And, you know, and there's just so many of them. And I think from, from my time there, we, we really did create that family. And certainly in, in, you know, the earlier days, exactly the same thing. So it's a matter of, of hopefully this leader brew will 
not only keep that family together, but also, you know, the stories will inspire others who are listening to this. You know, we, we've discovered a, a brand new audience in my mind that I never envisioned, and that was that's by seniors who are undergrads uh, who are about to go out into the world. And to hear the stories have been have have really resonated with them. So one of the things that we like to ask on this show is what would you tell that young girl from Malaysia <laughs> about what life is ahead? What's what's ahead for a young girl from Malaysia? Right, I think I would probably say don't don't be so impatient. Um that that you know this journey never ends. Right now I'm learning. R- right now that you know there's there's big questions that I'm solving in my own life. Um but I do it with more tools. Because, you know, kind of like life is kind of like a, a, a video game, kind of like with a different, you know, like, like imagine the Super Mario Brothers, you know, maybe, maybe um, the, the quest is to save a princess or to, to whatever, right? But you go through different levels. When you pass a level, you get onto the second level and there are more challenges, but there's also more um, tools. And then when you unlock something, you get to the next level. And life is, is very much like that. When you start out raw, you might not know all of your strengths you might know all not, not all of your weaknesses you're just kind of going up into it a bit blind a bit naive and there's a beauty in that and and then as you get more tools and as you kind of immerse yourself in, in different levels things are revealed to you and follow that that thin line that tread because it's, it's going to unfold more you know like leslie would tap on my shoulder and say hey what about this i do that but it's also a co-creation because I said, yes, I, I met up with um, someone at Swinburne who said, hey, do the maternity leave cover. And then I do it for a year. But um, another thing has come up. OK, I'll apply for that. Great. Prepare for that interview. Connect with that person. So in my seven year, years at Swinburne, I've had five roles, but it didn't just happen. I My longevity at Swinburne is also because I've actively seeked out different things, different people, tapped on the shoulder, said yes, out of my comfort zone. and And I guess... Because you're co-creating, you also feel empowered, knowing that um, you don't just have to sit and wait for things to happen, that that you can also go out there. Like um, the project that Leslie was speaking about, I raised about $12,000 for the Hunger Project. And it was just um, me going, there must be more, there can be more, I can do more. Um, And every subsequent project kind of opened new doors for me. You know, first I raised $5,000 and then I raised $6,000 and then that led me to speak um, through um, a platform, TEDx Docklands. Like one thing leads to another. Be prepared to be surprised and be prepared to learn about yourself and enjoy it because it's such a wild ride. It's 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 all connected and we are all Absolutely. connected. Right, right. And you only, get to do, you only get to do the ride once. But if anybody is either thinking of a cohort or in one, use that network. It is such a critical. These are people who can look back and say, and you would say the same thing about them, I knew you when. And you don't get that that often. So that's my plug for the importance in education of a cohort. That's wonderful. Well, Waylee. Thank you so much for your enthusiasm, your your energy, uh, and we wish you absolutely nothing but the best, uh, particularly as you take a little bit of a break, uh, which is so much more appreciated in Australia than any other place that I recall. So just go enjoy, have a great time, 
and uh, we'll see you. We'll see you around, hopefully in Australia soon. Looking forward to it. Thank you. So thank you, uh, thank you once again. And this has been another episode of the Leader Brew. We look forward to hearing from you from the classroom to the real world. We're signing off. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Leader Brew podcast. Please be sure to like, subscribe, and share us with others. If you would like to be a guest or a co-host, please reach out to us at www.theleaderbrew.com or on our social media platforms. Be sure to check out our leadership courses at www.weleapforward.org. A special thanks to audio engineer Jared Zimirowski for making us sound great and to Northeastern University and Swinburne University. From the classroom to the real world, we hope that today's Leader Proof podcast ignited the extraordinary leader within. 